You're listening to Party Nerds Weekly. Party Nerds in the house! <laughs> Guys, tonight, uh, I'm just going to breeze through the introductions real quick. We got on the controls, we got Jorge Vergara. Yeah, 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 yeah! <laughs> Is that racist? Yes. Did you just yeah. speak Gonzalez him? Like prejudicial, stereotypical. Yeah, you're you're going there. You're horrible. <laughs> Let it yeah, fly. Right. <laughs> no, I, okay, I apologize. I'll be racist too, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm from the <laughs> And we also got uh the bearded one who's letting his hair grow, looking like the Messiah himself. Bravo. <laughs> What's up, Bravo? What up? All right. Yeah. <laughs> You were doing your, wow, stop it. Where did your thumb go? What are you doing? <laughs> How do you do these things? Um, also, uh, we have with us the, the Fax Master himself, the man. Give it up for Grandmaster Fax. What up, what up, what up? Sounds like. <laughs> hey, hey, it's wonderful, man. As long as the MCU is back in full, full formation, I'm happy. It's begun. And we have this impressive female with us who's not only has the Scarlet Witch background, but she is rocking the Elizabeth Olsen wonder, wonder, show hot, want to touch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give it up for Wanda. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little jealous of Bravo, though. I mean, he looks way better than I do right now. Wanda, <laughs> Wanda, Wanda, the only person I know that can actually give Bravo a beer competition if you wanted to is our guest. Guys, give it up for Tom Charlin. You did, bitch. <laughs> so, Tom, I know. Let me ask you a question, Tom. What's the longest you've ever let your beard grow? Uh, I had it at full Obi-Wan a couple months ago. I had to shave it off for something else for a Kilgrave shoe. But give it like, if I sneeze really hard, it'll come out like Play-Doh, like Peter Griffin, and it'll be back. <laughs> like like a Chia Pet, you just put green peat moss on At sunset, I turn in the direction of Bravo and pray to him. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> it's kind of like a tradition, you know? And when you do, he might just bless you with some like, you know, weird stuff. Anyway, guys, all right. So all tonight, right. guys, we are talking about WandaVision. This is very exciting because it's like the MCU is back. I mean, how long has it been since uh, Endgame last was in the theater? How many years ago? Two years. How many, how many almost years? Almost two. Yeah, it's almost two. But two years since we've had any new MCU official content. And here's the thing, guys. It came out the gate with these two episodes of WandaVision. And the reception has not been great. It's actually been people pissed off. No, Look, no, there's a lot of people. Because people are stupid. People are stupid. They don't understand anything. Marvel is a 10-year buildup. They can't, they can't expect it in two episodes. I, I would say Dom's pretty right. I would say it's more the attention span of people. Nowadays, we have people, you get instant gratification 10,000 times on your phone just by going like this. So people aren't patient for buildups. They're and, already going, well, what is this? Why don't I already know? It's, guys, it's two answers to some pretty heavy, like, reality warping stuff. And honestly, they basically told us how this, how this show was going to go before we even watched it. They said it was going to be sitcom-based. It turns out to be sitcom-based, and they think it's boring and slow. Pay attention to the details. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, the actor who plays Vision did state in interviews that it's very chaotic at the beginning, but then it starts to become 
uh, back to more familiar MCU territory later on. So now, is this, is this just a byproduct of a spoiled generation of like the uh, who's the guy that makes the Transformers movie? They just want the Michael boom. Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Is, I, is this? Is everybody just wanted to come in like all oh, this boom bang? Is that just a generational thing? Because first of all, I'm old enough to remember these old black and white shows. I remember when I was Nick young. Night, oh yeah. yeah, Nick at Night. Come on, who don't remember Nick at Night? The Dick Van Dyke Show, starring Dick Van Dyke. Rosemary, Maury Amsterdam, Larry Matthews, and Mary Tyler Moore. So this is Dick Van Dyke, the opener. This is Bewitched. This is I Dream of Genie. This is I Love Lucy. All four of those basically wrapped up in the one and all as far as the sitcoms mm -hmm. are going. And a little bit of uh, Leave it to Beaver, too. It's just like they, they took all the best elements. Of, but you guys I beg to differ with you, you my man, because uh, in Westview, there are no children. <laughs> yeah, there's no children. Finish him. Wow. Oh, they keep well, saying we, it's for, for the, the children. children. For the children. For right. the children. For, they hypnotize you with that, but there's no kids. Here's the problem. Scenario. We just went through a second season of Mandalorian where even though every episode was a fetch quest, every episode had something happen, had a crescendo, had a, it came down. Every episode had substantial content that was simple. Blast, blast, Jawa's death, whatever. Now in WandaVision, you actually have to pay attention. You have exactly. to think. It's artsy. It's deep. It's everything that, as people that are invested in the MCU for the past million years, we're, we're hungry for that. But you have people that just came off the heels of Mandalorian that are like, I don't understand. Where's the smash? You guys know the manhole that the beekeeper comes out that you know it could be a swarm it could be a, it could be the swarm it could be a guy that's dressed in a hazmat suit we don't know that well, sewer, he, he did he did have a sword logo on the back of his beekeeper. yeah 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 that sewer didn't exist if you watch the episode yeah. again that manhole cover doesn't exist until that moment hmm. you know what and I, I actually got in an argument with someone on facebook that said they Hated the first two episodes, and I actually told them, I was like, have you seen too many cooks? Have you guys seen that? It takes a lot to make a stew. A pinch of salt and laughter, too. A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. And you got too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. But no, think about it. It had a sitcom feel and it made you feel safe at first. It was just kind of lighthearted and goofy. It was just like the sitcom opener that didn't end. But it got darker and they always had that evil thread, the dude with the beard in it. And if you guys haven't watched too many cooks, watch it. Yeah, it's like Bravo. Bravo is the killer, you know? And so I'm thinking as the series goes along, like you said earlier, James, it's just going to get darker and darker. You just got to stick with it. Is, do you think feel that's the case? I mean, I feel is that, that that's the case. As of right now, it's basically pointing out all the clues that are basically harnessing inside of Wanda's mind. So you, first off, you see like the toasters and inside of these commercials. 
you see the Stark uh, reactor button, the, the red button that's going off with the Stark Industries on the toaster. And then in the next commercial, you basically see the Baron Strucker Hydra watch. Baron Strucker, Baron Strucker of course, being the uh, manipulator of basically Petro and Wanda, and Wanda getting, yeah, their, yeah. getting their powers within the MCU. So, like, you just have to pay attention to the clues that are basically pretty much happening. They even allude to it through that little, like, panel burst when you look in in between that panel, kind of like an ode to the Simpsons, where you see the Grim Reaper's helmet sitting in there. I had to freeze frame on that to catch it. That's an homage to uh, one of the Avengers um, comics. Wonder Man's villain. Wonder Wonder Man's consciousness was basically, they were thinking of transferring Vision's consciousness into Wonder Man, Wonder Man, which happens to be the Grim Reaper's younger brother. brother. And I know so uh, what I loved about this episode, just like you said, to the average eye, to the kids watching it, like, oh, this is boring. They're missing everything. Everything. Like yeah. all the little they like did it perfectly work. with a line that's in there because they're doing amazing foreshadowing with a lot of the dialogue. But one of the ones <laughs> that slipped by a lot of people that I'm already talking about is the devil is in the details. Bing. No. He's somewhere else. He's exactly. Not- if we know about the, the two kids, the two kids, Wicked and Speed, are basically formed from pieces of the soul Mephisto's of Mephisto. Soul. Yep. And Ooh. Agatha Harkness, who you see mm-hmm. in this episode. Is she the is- friend with the dark hair? Is that you think that she's the friend? Yeah. The yeah that's a gas. It's going to be a gas. Yeah, her. <laughs> if you talk about comics, Wanda had, during West Coast Avengers back in the day, Wanda had wanted to have kids. She had these two kids. But Wanda's powers in the, in the Marvel Universe were so loosely defined, you know, their hex powers, the altered probabilities, reality. She just, I want kids, bam, had two kids. That need, you can't just manifest life. So it latched onto two pieces of Mephisto's soul. And then years later, they revealed the kids don't really exist. They're like demon babies. Yeah. So they had Agatha Harkness, like, what did she, she mind wiped her, right? Bravo, you would know this. She mind wiped her her in order to basically get rid of the memories that she even had the kids. Yep. Years later, Avengers Disassembles happens. And at the beginning of it is just the watch shows up and goes, man, I don't know how you were ever a mother with kids like these. And she was like, what? And goes, ooh, shit. And then she goes crazy. She goes completely crazy. And her mind alters reality. Um, Samantha and I were having a conversation back and forth where Sam thinks all this is happening in Wanda's head. Yes. I think that her reality is altering something around her. What do you guys think? Do you think this is in her head? I think that it's how Wanda's seeing things, like WandaVision. <laughs> Look, you see it at the end of episode two where basically you hear, I, for, for to be honest, the voice is sounds like, uh, what was it, the Ant-Man? Uh, you, Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. It sounds like him saying, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, who's doing this to you? You keep hearing that going on. Like, basically, it's not her creating the pocket reality in her head. It's pretty much something else that's somebody else that's doing it to her. Could it be Agatha? Could it be Dottie? Could it be somewhere, some other entity outside of that? Who knows? Could it be her husband who we never see? Exactly. So, wait, now now let me ask you guys about a vision. Is he now a construct of her mind or is he still dead? Does she bring him back? Did the snap bring him back, or is he just it like a figment now for imagination? It takes place after uh, Endgame, and at the end of Endgame. Uh, are you sure? They, they, yes. This isn't happening by, when she was dusted? No, this takes place after Endgame. They've already confirmed mm. that. And uh, we already know that Vision didn't come back. She's manifesting him. Right. He's an illusion, just like in the magic thing. At the, end of, at the end of Avengers Assembled, you see her in a house with Vision and the two kids all alive because she just manifested while all that death was going on around her. This is the thing. In Avengers Endgame, her only appearance in Endgame was in the fight scene at the end. 
No, with her and Hawkeye at the end as well. At the mm-hmm. at the end, yeah, exactly. The end. That's what I'm saying. She yeah. didn't show up until the end uh, oh, fight oh, scene oh. and the funeral scene. In between that time, she was dusted. So she didn't show up until the fight. So does this pocket reality happen in between the time that she was dusted? They've already said that uh, this takes place after Endgame. Like, they, they've already said this takes place after Endgame. I don't um, believe anything Marvel says until it happens. Exactly. <laughs> but realistically, they're giving you the clues and not like a, uh, oh, like, you know, you have to read between the lines. No, I mean, they've made it very, very clear. Uh, he is an illusion. You can see it with the magic episode. Straight up, the speech Vision gives to the audience isn't to the townspeople. It's to us, the audience. Mm-hmm. We're going to make you believe that all of these traumas and slights that we do are Very interesting. No, <laughs> wait. Now, Sam, let me ask you a question. How do you think? And then I'm going to get all you guys, the, the you know the the minds, all the nerds. Uh, Sam, how do you think all this is going to lead into? Uh, uh, multiverse of madness into Spider-Man 3. What What is going to happen in WandaVision that's going to open that gate, you think? So I honestly, I don't know where they're going with it. I just feel like, I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's inside her mind. Then there was a picture released recently of Maria Rambo sticking her hand in between a force field where it looks like she's entering and we all know that she's Geraldine. So how'd she get in there? And then I, I kind of feel like Wanda's going to go crazy and it's going to open everything once she realizes that none of this is real, but we don't, is it following the comics? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's the weird part because Monica is, of course, she's not in, in this world by her own accords. She's, she's forced in here. And Monica is the little girl that was in uh, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Photon. I mean, for, for those that don't know, (laughs) Ultimately, at this point, we see them setting us up for something. We saw all these little Easter eggs. And even when, like, when uh, Wanda was like, my husband with the unbreakable head. My wife and a flying saucers. My husband and his indestructible head. Aren't we a- you know, that was like the Oh, my God. Story. That was like so not too soon. Too soon. <laughs> That was like the obvious clue. And then you had uh, Agatha, the neighbor, who you guys say is uh, this, uh, the Harkness. Like, who yeah. who in the comics, comics is Agatha Harkness? Uh, she's a, uh, to be honest, you could you could depict her in a couple ways. For one, she's a powerful yeah. witch, but she's also like the nanny of Marvel. She did not only just have the tutelage over the kids of just Wiccan and Speed, but she's also had the tutelage over Franklin Richards in the Fantastic Four. Is she stronger was- than Wanda? No. no. So I think Agatha was a learned witch. Wanda, her mutant power, and it was mutant. They retconned it at some point when they were dealing with Fox, but her mutant power was she could affect magic. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't trained to do so, and that's what made her so dangerous. Doctor Strange shows up at one point and was like, what are you talking about? She uses chaos magic. There's no such thing. Her powers are to alter magic, and it's untrained. You know, you give someone a lightsaber, and they just start swinging, and they're going to chop their own arm off. It, it's the difference between somebody shooting a gun... And then somebody throwing your grenade. Chaos magic. Ah, very interesting. So now let me ask you guys, Bravo, let me ask you, what is sword? Because now everyone's talking about like it's the space version of shield. What is sword? That that's the easiest way to break it down. Essentially, they are the uh they deal with space and they're the shield version of it. Yes, yeah, sword and shield. Um uh, 
that's the other thing that's a little confusing. I don't know if they're retconning it because it seems like they're building up more and more. Definitely retconning it. Yeah, it seems like they're building up the more. From Spider-Man Far From Home. Magic rather than space. Right. So now, like, even that scene, um, like, the, what was weird to me was that red helicopter coming into the black and white world. And some, I, I forgot where I read somewhere that so they were implying that that might have been a real helicopter trying to come rescue or uh, sa save the situation. And her power is just so strong, it turned it, it turned into, it a, into toy a toy in the world. Do you guys buy that? Right. I wonder why it's red and yellow. I wonder what it is. McDonald's! McDonald's! At first glance, taking this tomato down through these spinning fan blades may seem impossible, but I'm here to show you it's not. This must be done all in one motion. Okay, guys, watch me go to work. It's not McDonald's. <laughs> no, no, but this is the thing. There's something, there's something inhibited with the color red. For one, the toaster, the red thing was, um, the red light was blinking on and off, on and off, on and off. The helicopter, the red and the yellow from the helicopter. When Dottie cut herself, the red was showing in color in her hand. Something is up with the color red in there. And oh. we all know that Scarlet's powers are based uh, based off it uh, like a red glow, even though it was given from the Mind Stone, which is kind of weird. So here's the thing. It's not just the color red. You know, it does stick out into our minds because the other thing to remember is the helicopter was yellow as well. Mm. Um, the cut is also red, yes. But here's what, what happened at the end of that episode. Everything became colorized, just like how Bewitched originally was right. black and white and it became a color Is show. it wearing that off? Was, that was one of the group of but, TV shows that actually no, started I think it's progressing. But the reason why that color became more ingrained is notice what happened. So obviously that like uh, Scarlet Witch has gone through a lot of trauma and the trauma is uh, told to us through the uh, commercials. You know, she blames Stark for what happened to her Sokovia village uh, with the bombs. And then next was her manipulation in, uh, with Hydra. So it showed those to it first. Then you have the complete and utter denial that her husband is dead. So what happens every single time this illusion gets more ingrained? The color starts to come out. The cut happens and it's, oh, okay, there's like a little bit of a break. But then when it covers, she covers up the blood. All of a sudden, the illusion goes right back. Yeah, because when the radio was fixed after that. Right. Who is that? What? I noticed that right away. The, 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 radio, radio, was fixed. the radio blew up and then it was fixed. When she was, when she first said no to swarm the hazmat, however they want to project that, when she said no, they went back and then all of a sudden the new timeline was that she is pregnant. So when she goes, 
is this really happening? Vision goes, yes, my love. All of a sudden, everything becomes more colorized. And the illusion of this becomes more ingrained because what happens when somebody goes through trauma is they either accept it, understand, and deal with it and create a new narrative for them to empower themselves with it, or they go into denial and make it a further, right. harder illusion for them to break out of that trauma. Well, and let me ask you a question. So do you think that, like, Agatha and the people around her again, because I remember she was reading a magazine that had, like, twins on it. So then are there, is she planting seeds in Wanda's mind to have kids? It's almost like she wants her to reproduce, like, but then yeah. she make a comment, something like, oh, you guys are going to be getting it on soon. It's true. It's true. And you're also seeing that in some cases, you see uh, Wanda trying to keep Agatha away from Vision, like trying not to get her too close to him. There's a there's a there's a portion of time where she makes that dinner for her. you never see vision in the kitchen. But when she comes back with the pineapple for the pineapple upside down cake, it's kind of like Wanda shuts the door in her face like, yo, 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 because vision was because vision was about to open the door. Mm -hmm. So what else I loved about that scene is people don't realize she made that guy choke or maybe yeah, did I see that wrong. It looks like, but, but the thing is, the weird thing about that scene was after even vision pulls uh, pulls the whatever the fuck out of his throat. Like they leave the house, like had a good meal. Thank you. So I think the thing there, right, is I think that subconsciously Wanda knows that this is not real. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, this guy's going to die. Fuck, break the fourth wall and save him real quick. And then we go right back to it. Just like you said with the radio uh, facts, the radio broke as things were getting too real. And all of a sudden she regained control of the illusion. I think subconsciously, I don't think that it's malicious. I don't think that she knows what she's doing. I think that her emotions whatever happened has created this perfect reality for her and as it breaks around her she has to she's like oh god what's happening and she regains control and mm -hmm. in that moment at the end when you see the beekeeper whether it's swarm or it's aim or whoever the hell else it is she's like nope and then she just rewinds i think that's her regaining control she has to use her powers to break that fourth wall to bring it all back together again yeah, yeah. i have a, i have a question for you guys um the people around her, like the like the the wife that was like, "Stop it, stop it!" The one, are they real people or are they constructs? Are they people thrown into her world or are they all kind of like figments of her creation? So one of the stories I always recommend people, like even if they don't like comics, if they don't like anything, there was a Justice League Unlimited episode where the Justice League went back in time. Uh, well, they believed that they went back in time and they were the best um, of both on a different world that where like they were, uh, they saw the Justice League of, of America or the Justice Society of America. And it's like the super campy 1950s heroes, but something just seems amiss. And uh, they have like this little boy that follows them around just like in the 1950s where they did the boy howdy type of sidekick. Turns out this kid is like a, a mental mutant and has been projecting the world. I think it's the exact same scenario. And just like you had said, there are real people in this that are caught in the illusion and have no idea how to deal with it. And that's why when she was saying, uh, stop it, stop it, she wasn't saying it to her husband. She was saying it to Wanda. Wanda, right. Right. Sam, Sam, what do you think about, like, so let me get, like, an overall perspective now, because, I mean, this is a great topic, because I feel like this is going to be a show we can talk about every damn week if we wanted to. But, like, Sam, so great? far... 
Sam, are you one of the people? Because there are a lot of people. I don't want to like lighten this that really don't like the show. What is your opinion of it? Are you thinking this is like something to study? To me, it's like, I can watch this again. What do you think about it? I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, I do like old sitcoms and like, I feel like maybe the younger generation just doesn't, they don't get it. Um, and it is a lot of waiting and stuff, but I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was very entertaining. I feel like something feels really off and it's going to get very dark. And I think that's what I'm really looking forward to the most. I mean, so do you think it is, and that's a good point. Is it a generational thing? Because we're all older, um, you know, me old. being the oldest. <laughs> no. Sam is named for the Sam from Bewitched. I am, that's who I'm named after. Oh, well, there you go. The more you know. <laughs>um so like is it just we appreciate the throwback references like watching this show like i love how all the jokes are campy i actually heard that dick van dyke actually like was advising them on how to do the 50s type of show which that is whole awesome. opening is, is dick van dyke that, them driving in uh, and married are we gonna get then, a different like, opening parking? every week i think so probably yeah because we got the bewitch one in the, in the beginning of the second one and the time periods are changing too because I think it's, if you look at it, it's, and, and we were talking about this, Sam and I, I think that if there's eight episodes, it goes 50s, then 60s, and 70s, 80s, early 90s, late 90s, 2000s, and now. Because if you remember from the trailer, Monica Rambeau at one point has an afro, so I guess we're going to the 70s. Yeah. You know what? I would almost hope Marvel has learned from their mistakes, and all the previews they showed us, I mean, I hope they didn't show us everything. How cool would it be if they ended up in, like, a Family Matters, or that's, a, you know what cool. I mean? Like, a, a, and because, like, here's the whole thing. I, I also, uh, do you think that, what, how does Wanda have these TV shows in her mind? In Sokovia, was she watching old sitcoms? Like, how does she have this? Maybe when she was locked up with Quicksilver, that's well, all they did was watch like old when you TV go to shows. Cuba and all the cars are from 40 years yeah. ago. And Sokovia, they only have, like, PBS and the 13 exactly. channels. When I went to DR for the first time, Cardo Fantastico was, like, one of their favorite shows. It's Knight Rider. <laughs> it's also very possible that when her and Vision were together, you see like she does mess a little bit with the Mind Stone. They could have used that to like connect on a deeper level. What's the first thing that Ultron did uh, when he became self-aware? He connected to the internet. So airwaves. He connected to the internet and like tried to learn as much as he could. Yep. Well, the funny thing is when people want to learn other people's cultures, what they'll usually do is they'll watch TV. Yeah. And if you were this immensely powerful being and you're trying to understand humanity, what better time for like, you know, when humanity saw itself at its best is like the 1980s, 50s and all that other type Bravo. of stuff. Bravo, I think show. you solved it. I think you <laughs> solved it. That's why her Sokovian accent is magically fucking whistled. I'm so happy the accent is gone. Is anyone else happy about this? So you mean it's not there anymore? What do you mean? Because it's funny because she has that American, that Pan-American accent that didn't exist. The, well, Vision, we're going to the ball today. You know, like that radio accent that doesn't actually exist. So is her voice going to progress as we go? And then hopefully at the end of this, if one thing comes out of WandaVision, it's that Elizabeth Olsen has no accent at the end of this. Um, so let me ask you guys before we leave, like, where do you guys think this is headed? How is this going to link into other movies? And we only got like a couple minutes left. So I think that whatever is happening is going to reveal whether or not there's a multiverse in Marvel, which we know that there's going to be. Yeah. The movie is literally called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> they cast every single human being on the planet in Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure that Knight Rider appears in Spider-Man. Of course. David Hasselhoff so, is a pure I think that point. this is just setting us... I think it's setting a foundation for where we're going to go next. That's my opinion. I don't think it's going to be a big boom, but whatever it is is going to have lasting repercussions.
I don't I necessarily don't think that the shit's going to hit the fan until the kids get there. And when the kids do arrive, I feel as though the town of Westview or whatever they created. And luckily, if anybody had seen in the Easter eggs that that um, the area code is 732, which is Jersey, of course. And what do we know, basically, from the Captain America and um, Captain America Winter Soldier and as well as uh, Endgame is that Camp Lehigh was in Jersey. Camp Lehigh was in Jersey. Right. So is this camp out basically happening where they've been known to do tons of experiments? Is this done near there? I mean, they showed pin particles there. They showed the Tesseract there. Exactly. What is the better place to basically like figure out what's going on with Wanda? Where would, Jersey. You, where would you want to just bring her to Jersey? Turn her, turn her into Snooki? No one cares about Jersey. So wait, guys, we, we have more weeks to talk about this. Uh, do you think Mephisto is going to be like the main antagonist? I hope. It's a last episode reveal. Bro, if he is, I would be so fucking happy. What if it's Christian Bale? Um, no. no I Bale. wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate it. What, what Bale? Come on, yeah. stop. I know why you hate on him for so many years. Uh, stop. Stop that guy. <laughs> He'll be like, I'm Mephisto. I'm Mephisto. Where are they? me. Wanda, everything you thought was actually me. <laughs> I don't know if that was Bale or Hulk Hogan you would just do. Yeah, it's like... His <laughs> Bale impression is Hulk Hogan up with a stroke. That's the reason I don't like Bale. All right, guys. Great show. <laughs> Sean, thank you for coming, Sam. Thank you, guys. It was awesome. Buddy nerds, buddy nerds, buddy nerds, buddy nerds.